podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recorded. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Podcasting to you from a field here in beautiful rural Ireland, I'm Trev Denny and this is the transfer podcast for Anfield Index Pro, for which I'm joined, of course, as always, by Dave Davis. How are you, man? Yeah, very good. Happy New Year as well, Trev. Same to yourself, brother. Same to yourself. I hope it's uh, a sight uh, better than the the previous couple have been for all of us. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, we can be hopeful. Um, we will possibly... <laughs> Not be emanating quite as much hope when we come to talk about all things Liverpool today in the wake of a bad result yesterday, uh, ending our little uh, run for what it was worth of four whole wins in a row. Um, Pretty despondent, uh, somewhere between that and despicable performance overall. Um, Not much to be excited about as we head into the new year as Reds fans, uh, especially given um, some of the stories that we're hearing. But there is one that might fill us with a little bit of uh, Christmas uh, festive tidings and we're going to start off as we always do with Liverpool and a very distinctive link which sounds oh so familiar in the shape of Mateus Nunes. Tell us what's happening here and the various journals that have been breaking little bits of stories around this kid. Yeah it's a bizarre one because he was strongly linked at the end of the summer window wasn't he? There's a lot of expectation that we would make a move when Funnily enough, Trev, we were desperate for a midfielder, which sounds all the more familiar. But literally, as the um, the game was kicking off or in flow yesterday, story came through from the Daily Telegraph. So Sam Wallace, in conjunction with John Percy, made the suggestion that we've made a commitment to buy him this summer and referenced a specific fee of £44 million. So the suggestion was that the fee to Wolves was approximately 38 There's almost a a £6 million upside in that regard, if you want to call it that. The the thing that that really strikes everyone, I think, as bizarre is the fact that under FIFA rules, you can't play for more than three clubs in a season. So it was a bit of devil in the detail, so to speak, when you read the article that it's wanting to be done and locked up, but it's not going to be able to move till the summer at the earliest, which is... Utterly bizarre, and if you I mean you've seen us travel, our our need is pretty damn urgent at the moment, so to speak. So it's real, real strange, just in keeping with everything that happened yesterday. And it also goes in line with one that was also almost regurgitated or rehashed the Simon Jones from the Mail article that we were also looking for players. But if it's this window, it's going to be an opportunity, opportunistic signing, I should say. On loan, so yeah, probably just in keeping with yesterday, the whole Nunes thing just confused everyone. Is the best way I can put it, in all honesty. Yeah, it's confusing. It's also a, a, a little bit of a tease, isn't it? Um, in terms of here's one you you I made earlier that you can have later, and um, that's not no joy for anyone in that. Um, as as for this rumor from Jones about players on loan, I mean. Yeah, well, we've already seen um, what happened to poor old Arthur Mello, so maybe yeah. that's not filling us with joy either. Yeah, it's okay. That's a potential in, and it's the only one that we're hearing about at the moment. If we're being perfectly honest, um, but there are also lads whose contracts have been the source of much speculation in Bobby Firmino and Jordan Henderson. Uh, uh, Henderson's uh, got done much to the uh, division of our fan base uh, in terms of their opinion on that. Um, but when it comes to Bobby, it looks, 
and it's felt, judging by Klopp's comparatively unequivocal stance, that he'll definitely be staying around. Is there any doubt beginning to creep in there, or have you heard anything around this? Because there seems to be a rumour or two. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch, and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Yeah, it's a really bizarre one because he, he got asked Klopp in the, the Leicester presser about it and he was really clear, we want Bobby to stay, we want him to renew. We had talks with him. Basically, the ball is in Bobby's court, simple as that. So, as you said, you think about other ones, when he's name-checked players, you think of Hendo, Salah, they, they get done, essentially. I know there's the, the, the Mane one, but obviously that broke later about him wanting to go. We don't get that with Bobby. So you get the assumption, Trev, that everything is sweet, if that's the right phrase, it's going to happen, the natural flow of events. Last night, it seemed to, and I'm being careful how I describe this, because I want to say on social media it kind of broke, that Al Nasser, I think it's pronounced, the Saudi club that have just signed Ronaldo, mm. very much in for Bobby. Now, this is on a lot of social media places, and it, the suggestion is that they're in for him, in, in essence, for when he goes on a free as in when his contract expires in six months. So it literally came from nowhere, and we have to be careful how we phrase it, because we've got no tier one, no credible journos on this at the moment, so to speak. But it's just, uh, I don't know if interest is the right word, but a line that's come from nowhere, so to speak. And a lot of people expected him to be back for the game against Brentford yesterday. So we'll see what develops with this one. But it's just a, a little flying clock, so you can put it that way. Oh, it's definitely interesting, man. It's definitely interesting. Um, we heard the very um, disappointing uh, line during the week. I can't remember what it was. It felt like, uh, who knows what day it is, Dave, at this time of the year. But it, fe- yeah. it, feels, it feels like it was a couple of days ago where we heard that line um, about how uh, Liverpool had stretched themselves financially. That was in a James Pierce article, I believe. Uh, that had everyone up in arms. Um, in in order to get Gakpo, they had quote stretched themselves financially. Um, then we see Kloppo saying a club, a very Kloppo line, non-committal, um, vague uh, about we know what we want to do. Let's see if we can do it. This was yeah. uh, uh, in the the Leicester presser, as you've pointed out here. Um, and then a far more sort of depressing quote. Um, give me your take on where things are and maybe fill folks in on that most recent quote about um, money collection, because that one got me in the right in the in, in the in the in the fields. Yeah, it's a weird one at the moment, Trev. Probably the, the thing I would, personally I'd urge everyone is a bit of caution on this because having watched the presses and, you know, you've got them in full context in the, the manner, the tone, everything you said, that type of thing. It's easy, what are called clickbait at the moment for journos, because it's easy just to drop a line in from it in isolation. And like you said, it sends everyone up in arms in every element, social media, whatever it may be. So like you said, the stretch themselves financially was almost the the trigger and people that, that caused division dinner on social media around the Gakpo. Then it's followed, as you said, in that that Leicester presser about we know what we want to do. Let's see if we can do it. We're riding the wave here now, aren't we? Then it comes to the we need to collect money for a bit. And people took that as like, oh, so we're not signing anyone. However, again, with with the context, it was almost describing the way we've operated historically as well. So that, that that's important to consider. Paul Joyce, you know, we're not an absolute tier one, let's be honest, but probably the, the top for accuracy reporter, then comes out in one of his articles with 
essentially we're done unless an opportunity presents itself. So there's that one as well, which then people look at joys, that reliability, understandably. And then if you look at the other sort of tier one, the top journals, we've got Neil Jones and James Pierce. Being clear, to be fair, that we need to, you know, we need to buy because a lot of, I think a lot of people have confused their sort of articles with, they report this is what the club's told us, and then people sometimes equate it with, oh, this is what they're saying when the two can be completely different things. Their opinion on what they're being told. Yeah, honestly, Trev, I think it. The way it's going at the moment and everything seems so dramatic at Liverpool, I think there's going to be more of this type of roller coaster. So it's just everyone best saying strapped in as possible, you know, as best they can. What we've got to stand by, as you know, from our Anfield Index sources who were trying what we're being told, that Liverpool are looking to get a midfielder in this window. We've said that since the start of these pods, haven't we? Since, Jan- you know, December into January time now. That's what we've been told. There's a lot of if you ask me personally, maybe I think the club think it's clever. I'm not so sure myself, but what they think is clever in the way they brief, the way they present information, which I don't always think is true. But the one thing I can guarantee, this is going to rumble and rumble throughout the window until something does happen or doesn't happen by the close. And it's easy clickbait. So that's the best advice we can give to everyone. Just don't be fully sucked in by a line. Let's just wait and see, which I know is easier said than done. A hundred percent. I think it's a worry for people and it speaks to, I think, an outrageous and neglectful passivity if we are to read into the uh, Joan or the Joyce tweet as a briefed tweet where, yeah. where, where we are done unless an opportunity presents itself. Like we are a lying wa- lion wandering across the savannah waiting for a, a, a wildebeest to just step into our open <laughs> mouth i mean this is this is the kind of thing that drives people insane listening to it there and knowing how the system works and being as old as methuselah even still i get wound up by this so i do understand people having a react a visceral reaction to that kind of passivity that's implied yeah. there when we need to do something as you say and we have been sort of very much of the opinion given what we've heard that there would be a thing done so let's like you say see how it goes i don't like the idea about collecting money maybe though as you say it's a reference to moving a player or two on in this window and that Mm. of course is like you said and as you quite wisely pointed out just reference to our mo how we've operated to date a lad who has really earned the affection and admiration of most uh, Liverpool fans, if not all, is Cuevin Kelleher, my uh, compatriot. And he is definitely kind of lads. As said by Klopp, we have the second, uh, we have the best uh, uh, number two goalkeeper in the in, in the Premier League. And, and uh, I, I don't think that's just empty words from Klopp. I think he rates him incredibly highly. And he, let's face it, he'd be daft not to because he's an excellent uh, keeper. Um and as a result of his excellence, everybody's been a bit kind of nervous, thinking that kid won't stay around because there's no budge in Ali. Because Ali, as we saw, even in defeat yesterday, is quite literally on a different level to everybody else in the world at that game. Yeah, He's the best. He is just the best. So there's no budge in him. And Quavy must be looking at him and going, oh, shit, like I'm not getting in here. We might have a little bit of an angle on this because there was Willie Wonty. Would he wait till the summer? Yeah, he'd probably wait till the summer. I think he said something along those lines at one time saying that he needed to have a look at his long term future. What do we know about where the Keller situation is at the moment? Yeah, it is an interesting one. But exactly as you said, it's a, it's a long term question because everything we're hearing is regards to his long term future. Anything in January, that's probably important to say. But, but the biggest thing as well, like you mentioned, is that there's now a lot of talk swirling around him. And listen, I love him, kid. I think he's absolutely brilliant. But there is a lot of talk now. And having sort of fished around, as you know, Trev, trying to get as much info as we can, we have found out that there was actually an inquiry this window from Palace, Crystal Palace. Now, it was battered back with a straight, absolutely no chance. Don't even bother at the moment. So... We'll have to wait and see. It's just telling that, as you said, there's real interest around the kid. He's a real talent. And I think there's a bigger question, not for now, 
but I think there's a massive question going to get asked in the summer personally. I'm wondering with the younger again, like so Pitaluga and others, um, whether or not maybe the club are thinking, well, here's how you collect a bit of money because this guy is, has really showed it. Let's be honest. He could not have a better, uh, let's say, uh, audition reel. If you, yeah. if you want to put it that way. Uh, so to that end, he's probably made himself quite an attractive prospect, um, in terms of recruitment for a lot of people. So I wonder if that's where we're going. I wonder if Quivine is going to be one of the high profile exits, um, in order to make a bit of money. Uh, we will watch that one with, uh, very, very keen attention. And we've got one last thing to talk about in terms of the Reds in the show that I swear to God, folks, there's so much information going to come at you here. And we're going to have to go fast through it because, uh, between, between my mucking about here this evening, I've left us a bit short, uh, on time. Uh, so we, we need to, uh, chop through stuff with less of the discussion, but the red section, we got to talk about things. And there is one last area we want to look about, which is, of course, whether or not we do know anything about any of the outgoings that may occur this window. Uh, we talked, I think, in the last two shows about potentials for Clark or Doak. Um, but apparently there is an inquiry for somebody else. Yeah, a, a couple actually, Trev, having fished about today. So the most interesting one, and I find it utterly bizarre, is that Carvalho, the youngster that we got for Fulham, Fulham have actually made a loan inquiry. Again, it's been battered away to take him back on loan in the window, which does sound very strange. And there's natural things that are going to get asked. Is that linked to Gakpo in any way like that at all? But it has been dismissed. We found out Fulham did make an inquiry for the kid. And then the other one, quite interestingly, is, as you said, and I won't try and butcher his name, the young Brazilian goalkeeper that, that we have on our books. He's on loan at a... A smaller club, shall we say, below the Vauxhall Conference in Macclesfield FC. Done really well then. He, apparently he's had a few knocks recently, but there's a lot of inquiries, funnily enough, from League One and a few championship clubs as well. So it'll be interesting to see if that, he does disappear, shall we say, for a, a higher level of football. Doesn't seem to do any harm that way. But just interesting, the, probably the Carvalho one, almost where's that come from? Have they had any incentive? I don't know the answers to that. I can't lie, but it throws up a lot of questions, doesn't it, with everything that's going on at the moment? That's ridiculously interesting. I mean, what a what a weird story that would be. Um, you can see potential upside, but also weird, very weird. Um, yeah. And 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 a, a fitting note for us to end our the Liverpool section of the show on before we go on to the altogether weirder. Uh, section that comes next, which is being led off by uh, weirdo in chief uh, Sweeney Todd at Chelsea. And Dave, you know, I'm just going to talk for a second, get some of that cherry Pepsi Max down here because this is absolutely bananas. We are looking here at an amount of Skittles getting knocked over that uh, must be must be some sort of a record like the the amount of stories whirling around this club the amount of deals that are whirling around potential and actually almost done it's remarkable stuff brace yourself and let us know what's going on at chelsea hello i'm here to annoy you i'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on epl index we don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. If I stop talking at any point during this segment, Trev, just assume I've passed out and carry on the show without me. Just, we'll we'll just assume that. It's easier. Right. Have a swig. Here we go. So, 
yeah, Sweeney Todd playing Pokemon, just collecting them all. So the Enzo Fernandez story is now, you know, well and truly in the, the mainstream. That's their main one. They're looking to get him done. A fee above the release clause, which just talks about negotiating the instalment, favourable terms, but an absolutely crazy price. So that's the headline I'm sure most people have heard. The other big one that we're hearing is naturally that they are still linked to um, Jao Felix, another Jorge Mendes client, and we know they seem to have a, a good relationship, but I'd be surprised if agents didn't like Todd, funnily enough, with everything that he does. But as much as the talk of Arsenal and United, Chelsea are still in there. Another attacker, another player. Keeping it rolling, it actually came out as well. They were even in the mix for a last-minute move for Gappo before he came to us. So that's, you know, the attacking side. Absolutely crazy. Defensive-wise, and again, New Year, chance for me to butcher a new name. So I think it's pronounced Benoit Badashile, I think, from the Monaco left-sided centre-back. That's now done, isn't it? £32 million is on his way. Six-and-a-half-year contract. That's another left-sided centre-back in there. Just what they need, of course. Another kid. Andre Santos, an attacking midfielder from Vasco da Gama, so that deal's pretty much now wrapped up. So another midfielder, of course, exactly what they need, Trev. So you'd think with, you know, midfielders, defenders, attackers, all these type of people coming in, that you'd look at clearing the deck, so to speak, or you think that talk would speed up. Let's just pause on that a second, because as per N'Golo Kante's agent, the deal is quite close. So an existing player, a lot of people thought, you know, big earner, a few hamstring injuries, that would sort of move along potentially. And also, Jorginho's agent comes out and said they are in talks. As we said before, there's a lot of interest around Jorginho, especially from back in Italy and the two Milan clubs. But his agent has come out and said they're talking to Chelsea still. So I make it that potentially by the end of the season, Chelsea could well have about 15 midfielders on their books, which, if you look at our midfield, is tragic in a way, but that is a completely different story. But exactly as we said the other week on the pod, Trev, they were looking to get at least three more in, and it's obviously all moving. Chelsea would be our main story throughout this window. And then the amazing one, as we talked about them getting the Ivory Coast kid, Fafana in from the Norwegian team old, they are now looking at the possibility of loaning him to PSV, so he may potentially even be the Gakpo replacement. I'm not going to lie, Trev, I need to pause for breath, but Sweeney Todd, what a man. He's, he's a great lad. I mean, he's just, he's just churning up the content for us here. As remarkable. And just to clarify, the Badashili deal in this window, the 32 million move from Monaco in this window, do we think? Yeah, absolutely. All expected to, to go through. I would expect to see a, a shirt parade and the lean, etc. If it's not already done by the time this goes live. And the Enzo move is lined up for the summer or for short term? It's fully expected that they're trying to get it done as quickly as possible. Oh my the, God. The, the suggestions, the suggestions, it, it's expected to be this window, I've heard suggestions that it could even be summer, but you're not going to pay a great whack-off premium of the release clause to wait, are you, Trev? And it's, it's Sweeney Todd, he's got no patience, so the smart money says, quite soon. Oh, there'll be literal armbands on a day of mourning uh, amongst Liverpool fans if that happens. That's that's just That would be just too hard to take. Um, over at United, however, there appears to be a weird feeling um, of not having a huge amount of money to flow about the place and throw around the place, which is weird. I fail to understand it. It seems almost in opposition to what we've known about this lot all the time that we've been following football. Uh, even when they weren't great, they always had money to throw around. What is this all about? Ten Hag clearly wants to get an attacker in. Um, there were stories about Marcus Rashford moving away, but that seems to have been uh, shored up. We know there was issues around David De Gea, uh, a recall for, for, for a player as well. Quite a lot for you to get through here as well. Talk us through the United uh, comings and goings, or at least potential coming and goings. 
Yeah, it is a it's a full on freaky Friday reverse from a club that we know has just spent money upon money, but all the suggestions are and it's linked back to the Gappo deal for us and them not completing that deal as expected, that there's just not any cash in the till for them to go for it. So Ten Hag, exactly as you said, been crystal clear that he wants a forward with Ronaldo going, wants to get someone in. So the suggestions are the names as we know about Jao Felix, but also Maratta, you know, an old Premier League reject favourite, so to speak. So would be an interesting one that way. Yeah, the the triggerings, as you mentioned, it's United were maybe, which I'm loath to say, and is against what they normally are, but have been quite smart when they did a lot of their COVID deals and extensions that they had the power to trigger the extensions. So they've actually, not making a big song and dance about it quite smartly, but as you said, two of the ones they've triggered are Dallow, I think it's pronounced their right back, and Rashford. So Rashford and Dallow now contracted till 2024. It's also quite wise because it seems like Rashford's rejuvenated, going well, obviously within the PSG links. That gives him a strong hand at the same time. So he's expected that he does a full renewal, but naturally with a, a big wage, big hoopla, that type of thing. So that's an interesting one. Maybe more interesting, though, to mention, you know, to come back to a name you said there, I should say, De Gea. They have still not triggered, and it's their option to trigger it. As we said the other week, you know, Mendes is pushing them like, what are we doing here, guys? What's going on? Maybe completely unlinked. They're not saying it is, you know, a direct correlation, but they've also recalled, um, oh, sorry, Dubravka has been recalled, sorry, from Newcastle, hasn't he? So he's left United, only made a a few cup appearances, not saying there's a correlation, but you could draw assumptions there. But essentially, it's utterly bizarre that De Gea, obviously, you know, rejuvenated, almost a, a fixture there, isn't he? But as we said the other week, all the talk is there's a reluctance because of their cash, and he is on a, as we said last week, as we were told, a massive, massive salary. So, it's really strange to say for a club that obviously have all the valuations and the money they've spent, but everything suggesting, Trev, they are absolutely skint at the moment, bizarrely. Which makes you wonder why we're hearing stories about Jordan Pickford. What's that you, all about? Yeah, it's kind of, again, came from nowhere, a bizarre one, but there's a, there's a few credible, like the, the main rags have got it, so United are interested in him, but obviously not all's good, you know, across the park at the air at the moment, isn't it, so to speak? And that Pickford has agreed a new deal with Everton. That was sort of you reported a long time ago, but there's still nothing signed. So there's a lot of deliberation on that. And there's been quite a few stories that United are just keeping an eye on that with everything that's going on. You know, he's a, he's a busy boy, Jorge Mendes, missing all these things together, isn't he? But yeah, suggestion that if it does, you know, come to cutting the cord, so to speak, with De Gea, that Jordan Pickford is one that United are very much keeping their eye on. So we'll have to see what happens there. But yeah, it's not a not a quiet day for Jorge, and it's not a quiet month for United either. Pickford and goal for United is just uh, one of those things I think we all dream about in many ways. Yeah. So let's see what happens there. Uh, two stories left. Briefly, first of all. Over at Leeds, they seem to be uh, looking to make a move um, with at least one Liverpool player being on their radar for a while. Talk to us about potential Leeds recruitment before we go on, on and have a look at poor old Big Tone Conte at Spurs. So we'll start off with that Leeds story and then um, I want to ask you a question specifically about Tottenham. Yeah, cool. So with the Leeds one, and we mentioned it before, they had made an inquiry for Nat Phillips. I suspect now, with the news that got confirmed today, that they have signed, I think it's pronounced Wober from Red Bull Salzburg, a player again that's worked with Jesse Marsh. He does seem to like buying players he's worked with for approximately 12, 30 million quid. I'd be very surprised if there's anything or any interest from them now, again, in Nat Phillips. They've got the centre-half in they wanted. So I think... That was one we knew were interested in that. We knew Bournemouth had made an inquiry, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. But Leeds have got a centre-half, so not good news for that on that, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, it was it was one of the ones that 
we thought might work out for him, but um, alas, that does not seem to be the case. Now, I think it's only last show or show before last where I was saying to you, look, you can almost guarantee that if a result or two goes awry, um, Antonio Conte will be moaning publicly about what it is that he wants and why he isn't getting it and what the club wants and where the differentiation between him and the club is or where they're aligned, as he was saying in his press conference, and yet he appeared to be very much complaining at the same time. The club knows what I want. We, The club wants the same things as me. What's he talking about? We know what he's doing. He's 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 throwing his weight around. He's saying, I'm Antonio Conte. Uh, you have me at this club. You should back me. Now, he clearly wants players. He is clearly trying to put the pressure on Daniel Levy. Um, what, if any, effect is Tones complaining having, do you think? I think that from everything we're hearing or you're reading, there's, there's movement there. I don't know how it's going to go long term because it never goes well long term with Tony Conte, does it, in that regard? But we'll see. We mentioned the other week that he was quite keen on the Amrabat, the Morocco star from the World Cup. Uh-huh. Not, nothing really further on that. However, the big one that's gained traction in quite a few areas, and I can't pretend I know this player at all well from sporting, but Ugarte, I think it's pronounced, their midfielder, apparently done really well. There's a lot of clubs looking at him. The big attraction for a lot of clubs is there's a, a contract dispute he's having with sporting. So he's not signed the new deal. So a release clause still remains in place for around 53 million. So Tottenham are apparently the ones that are, are really lined up there. There's also a, another player, Porro. I won't go into him too much because there's quite an interesting story there. But there's one that they're looking at him and I'll come back to that story definitely. And now the other one, you know, again, I'm trying not to talk too much, but Kessie, the Barcelona midfielder, not quite gone well for him since that move that a few sort of papers have got that Tottenham are interested in him. Also, we're hearing that and Conte's quite keen for certain players to be cleared out. I think Doherty, the right back, one that he's looking to go and a few others. So it's if Conte gets his way, Trev, there's going to be a merry-go-round at Spurs because exactly as you said, as soon as a few results don't go his way, for whatever reason, I'm not saying who's to blame, what's the first thing? What's his MO? I need players. I need players. So he's going to be pushing Patrice, pushing Levy to get whatever he can. And I just get the feeling he's going to get his way again, but let's see on that one. Yeah, I... I, th- I think you're right, because basically if he doesn't, he won't be long for that club. That's just how that works. And he probably has still some muscle left to flex um, before they grow tired of it. So uh, I would imagine you'll be seeing some recruits there. Obviously, interesting for us to keep an eye on that. If we push our attention around to the broader continent, um, <laughs> and I say all of these things with a certain amount of uh, uh Regret, chagrin, uh, wariness, uh, ruefulness, all of those things. I want us to be in the chat here. I want when we go to the European section for it to be full of mentions of players that we are in for. Yeah. This is not, this is not the case at the moment. However, however, there are lots of them going to potential rivals and therefore it is of very much, uh, significance to us. And one of the first ones is one of the two Rams who now has several different options available to him. Talk to us about this and clarify which of the boys it is. Yeah, it's Marcus. It's the older brother, the son of Lillian, who's, again, done re- we mentioned before, done really well at Munch and Gladbach this season. Wouldn't say shone in the World Cup, that'd be wrong, but had a, had a decent World Cup for France, put it that way. So, as we said before, Newcastle were very interested. There have been a few clubs. One thing he did was a fascinating interview, and it's kind of what you sometimes see players on the continent do, but they don't do it in England. He actually just named the clubs he would want to move to, Trev. He actually named his four dream clubs and said, these are my four dream clubs, Bayern Munich, Inter Milan, Man United, and PSG. I've got six months left at my contract, and I'm not really interested in moving to anywhere. 
apart from those four clubs, which is quite interesting, isn't it, to almost select or put clubs on alert, so to speak. Very much seems a continental style. Wow. Um, asking around Bundesliga journalists all we can, the unanimous answer seems to be, and I, I can't pretend I know definite if it's for Jan or on a free, but Inter Milan are the favourites that they believe that's where he'll end up. But he's a talent, he's a free transfer, so you know the ball's going to be in his court. I don't know if all four of those are going to move for him, shall we say, but the boy's named his dream club, so let's see what happens. That's so weird. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about those clubs because, so it was, it was PSG, Bayern, yeah. uh, Inter, and sorry, what was the other one? United. United. Yeah. So like, absolutely. Initially, I was thinking, okay, well, maybe did his dad? No, his dad played for Monaco and Parma and Juve and Barca. So yeah. like, I, I thought, well, this is there some sort of a connection to some of those? Like, that's a, that's a, it's an odd, an odd. Selection, I would have thought, but you know, as you say, to each his own, and it is incredibly. You wouldn't get. You're dead right. <laughs> you just wouldn't get uh, uh, Mason Mount coming out and saying, "Well, here are the four clubs I want to play for." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's how it's going to go. Uh, so yeah, very interesting cultural difference for sure. Now we're back full uh, circle to a name you mentioned earlier on in the sporting right back Poro because. Yeah. He his story is of particular interest, and there are quite a few different facets to it. Talk to us about this kid. Yeah, it's, it's something that came out. But I, I'll be honest, I didn't know much about the player, but there, there is a lot of facets, as you say. So, actually, a former Manchester City player. So they sold him. He's now at Sporting Lisbon, as we said. This is the fascinating bit. City have got a buyback clause in his contract, apparently. Now the talk is it's around sort of 25 million-ish. That's the suggestion. Spurs, as we said, are very, very much looking at this player. And the talk is it's around 45 million euros. So the facet to it that's probably the most interesting, Trev, is that the suggestion that Manchester City do not need a right fullback at all. You know, we know they've got Cancelo Walker, all that type of thing. But there's a real suggestion that they may consider activating that buyback clause just so they can sell him on, you know, in the summer, because there's rules about three clubs in a you know a season, something like that, etc. But that they'll potentially look at just buying the pay player back so they can like a house, they're gonna flip it potentially, Trev, and try and sell him on for a profit. Utterly, utterly mental. Yeah, and like I said to you before, the mics went live, utterly depressing when you think about what it is they're able to do with that um, academy of theirs. Make a sale, make some money, then have a buyback clause, um, which allows them to still make, you know, uh, a 20, 25 million profit. Uh, that's depressing that they are so far ahead in that aspect of the match, uh, of the game, rather, uh, ahead of, of, of where Liverpool are. Um, even if it is, even if it was just to do the what my dad used to call the dog in the manger thing of taking the just taking them back because they can, <laughs> and having a having a, an accumulation of talent, it's just yeah, it it, yeah. it 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 rubs you the wrong way in a climate where you know we're 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 struggling massively to get people uh, in. Um, speaking of in, at Juventus, there is at least a little bit of recruitment, but also definitely. Uh, a lot of talk about one lad going away from the club. So what do we know there about potential comings and goings at Juve? Yeah, it's a, it's a drama-laden club, isn't it, with everything that's happened in the in recent history. But yeah, it does seem quite active as suggestions over in Turin. So from an outgoing point of view, Weston McKenney, the, uh, the American midfielder, player we've been linked with, funnily enough, but the suggestions that Dortmund, and we're going to try not to go into who, who might be leaving Dortmund for obvious reasons, but looking at him, we're around the 32 million euro mark. Now, the biggest thing that's coming around Juventus is that they are really making a heavy play for Alexis McAllister, the Brighton midfielder, the Argentinian World Cup winner. What his price would be, I wouldn't even know, Trev. It's hard to speculate because there's going to be, as I call it, a World Cup tax recently on him. But yeah, yeah potentially one in, one out, which is interesting because 
Juventus' problems when the whole board resigned only the other month uh, are well documented. But yeah, serious talk of one in, one out there. Interesting, Dave. Um, I will hold my hands up and say that I've only seen him play for uh, Brighton and um, very little at that. And so I didn't I didn't see the World Cup. So I, I'm just thinking about Alexis McAllister as as a guy who was actually mentioned in various little rumours uh, about potential target for Liverpool. But I, I, for me, it felt a little bit like, oh, Enzo, the Enzo deal is dead now. So let's throw something else at the wall, you know, type of yeah, thing. Exactly. But just from what you've seen off the kid, would he be a good fit for us? Because I honestly, I, I, there's no point in me trying to pretend I know what he's like as a footballer or where he might fit. Did you watch him at the World Cup? Did, does he seem the kind of lad that might be a potential uh, target for us? Yeah, he's a very tidy footballer, very good technically, I'd say. Good, deep, decent mobility. I don't want to say brilliant, but I'm going to say decent mobility. I do think he would be useful for us. I think, to be honest, a lot of midfields would be useful for us, Trevor. That's probably a different discussion, realistically. I think the biggest problem, as with any dealing with Brighton for clubs right now, Brighton have got a very savvy negotiator there in Tony Balloon, and they are not strapped for cash remotely. You look at the deals they've done recently for you know, Bissouma for Ben White, that type of thing. They they have money in the piggy bank. So they're sort of, I wouldn't say cash rich, but then they're, they're not in any danger. So they almost hold all the cards. The only thing I could really think with McAllister is if he does say, listen, I do want to move on. You know, I've done as much as I can here. I want to go to the next level. I'm a World Cup winner. But we're not hearing that yet. That's the only thing I could think would change it. But yeah, unfortunately, there's probably a, among a number of midfielders that would have been a real benefit to us that is not going to happen. Yeah, seems that way. Uh, former Red, uh, Dexy Lovren, uh, you know, uh, quite prominent in the World Cup himself, from what I've uh, heard. I want to talk about him on the old Bird app as I was uh, not following uh, the tournament. I could see an awful lot of love and talk, uh, both good and bad, but mostly bad because Liverpool fans have made a decision about him long ago. <laughs> yeah. um, a little bit of um, movement for Dejan. looks like he could be coming away from St. Petersburg and heading somewhere else. Yeah, li- literally, I think that this is all done. To be, to be honest, it could even be possible, and I've not seen it, that the photo shoot's done, but Lovren is essentially back to Lyon, so the club that signed him, or had him, I should say, before Southampton, before we signed him from Southampton, so back to his original club in Europe. So a good move for the the guy, you know, 33 years old, probably his final sort of decent big contract, whatever you want to call it. So I don't expect him to tear up trees that, you know, he didn't with us, but a decent move for Degsy, put it that way. Absolutely. Um, now we finish with a story about a club who uh, are and have been publicly um, shown to be in a bit of financial um, turmoil, and that is Barcelona, who apparently need to cut their wage bill by around 200 million euros. Funny, uh, Jamie Carragher was talking about how we needed to spend about 200 million. <laughs> I, wonder, <laughs> yeah. I wonder, what does Jamie have? Uh, any sort of connection there? We can just go and raid Barca uh, and see what happens there. But um, I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> This is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, 
making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. What is the story in terms of who might need to be uh, sort of excised from their current crop of stars? I presume it would be some of the high earners that would be where logic would uh, dictate that you'd go first. But maybe there's not a lot logical about Barca. What have you heard there in terms of what they're going to do to address that situation that was so publicly um, put into the press uh, a couple of months ago? In the words of Pacino, Trev, just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. This is absolutely back to transfer gold potentially this month. So a lot of this, I've got to be honest, has come from reading the Spanish papers in Marsa, you know, the English version, that type of thing. But it seems pretty unanimous in Spain that Barca, two key points, as you said, need to trim that wage bill, raise approximately 200 million euros, a nice small amount, as we know there. And, funnily enough, has literally no further levers to pull this season. We've missed those levers, haven't we? And what you can flog and, you know, sort of the pawn shop type of thing and what you can get for it. But they have got no further levers to pull this season. So that's the sort of key context. Now, what does that lead to? Naturally, as you mentioned, departures, linked with departures galore. The most interesting one, and the way they're presenting this story is fascinating. We all know about Frankie de Jong and the big dramas last window. It's not that they are saying they're going to sell de Jong, and remember all the underhanded things that went on last summer, The suggestion is that de Jong expects Barca to try and sell him behind his back. So de Jong is apparently fully briefed for all of, you know, Laporta's double dealings, hidden meanings, secret things. So de Jong's prepared for it. So we'll see about that. Kessie is the other one, as we mentioned before, that's expected to depart. And the most interesting one that is on the block from a lot of the Spanish articles, Trev, Rafina, the player that moved from Leeds, the Brazilian attacker, you know, plays on the, the right side, left-footed. It's not worked out, apparently. And I can't pretend I watch Barca week in, week out by any means, but it's really not worked out. And there's a suspicion if they don't try and shift in January, he is up for sale in the summer. So... They're just a fascinating club, as we know, everything that's happened historically. So we don't have to go all over that. But essentially, Trev, if a club needs to raise 200 million euros, there's only so many ways we can do that. And funnily enough, most clubs don't pull levers to start with. So it is one to keep an eye on this window, definitely. 100% man I feel I'm a little bit dizzy we have we have really and truly gone around the houses and we've done it in a less lesser amount of time than we normally would um because uh, like I say I was late to the show today so it's been 45 minutes of very information rich stuff anything you want to leave us with Do you have any feelings around where we are in terms of just to bring a full circle circle back to the reds are you still having that feeling despite all the briefing that seems to be going on to the, as you call them, tier one lads? Are you still having that feeling that something will get done in terms of midfield recruit of note? I mean, nobody really wants to, to, nobody gives a shit if they go out and bring in some kid from some place. Yeah. We, we want a first teamer. Do you have the feeling that that might still be potential or are you, are you, are you getting that feeling that we seem to have gotten used to in so many windows of late, which is basically, uh, we're done. Uh, a week in, we're done, you know. It's a, it is a tough one, and I totally understand the feelings, and obviously they're going to be exasperated by what's happened on the field the other night. Totally get that. The evidence is clear for, for all to see. Stevie Wonder can see we need a new midfielder. It's that simple. Still got to believe what people have told us, Trevor, and I still, I think even from what we're hearing around, the, even if it's Nunes for the summer, that type of thing, Liverpool are looking at midfielders. Again, as a few have said, I would be astonished. Now, I'm not going to use that word lightly, astonished, even if even if it is one of the um, opportunistic, you know, like even an Arthur-style loan that, that comes out or presents itself. 
I'm, you know, we all have opinions on that, but I would be absolutely astonished if by the close of this window there's not, you know, a distinct Liverpool move for some type of senior midfielder. Probably the thing I'd say to keep in mind is Gakpo. Look at how that just came out of nowhere and, you know, Joyce just dropped the bombshell. There is that element. But, yeah, I, I would be astonished. And I'll tell you what, Trev, if there's not, certain places are going to be toxic, aren't they? Put it that way. A hundred percent. And meanwhile, if you need uh, sort of some daft stories, you can always go and have a look at any of the um, football story accumulating websites. I've just clicked on one, just thinking I might throw a googly at Dave here at the end. Um, I clicked on it and it was talking about how Liverpool were being linked to Joe Linton. And I went, oh, that's very interesting. And it turns out it's just Didi Haman talking shit on TalkSport. <laughs> so that's basically where we're at with that type of thing. So we should wrap it up. I told you I'd get you out of here sharp on the hour. We're a couple of minutes late. But um, as ever, Dave, we've gone around the houses. We have done an awful lot of a sweep of information from everyone. And a nice little bit of a wrap up there at the end in terms of where you feel we're at. Appreciate it very much. As ever, thank you for this show and looking forward to the next one. No worries. Pleasure, mate. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.